This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Your dreams are your ticket out. Good to see all of you together. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B-I-G. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, just as good as I remembered it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh, oh. 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 No words. Uh. I'm so glad I'm starting oh. my diet tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Oh, God. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Smell it. The stoners. That pe- people on reefer. Yeah. Smell them splits. Stony dudes and chicks. It's wonderful. People are high. Flying high. Smoking. Tossing a doobie. And hoping not to bogart it. <laughs> I love those people. I'm not mad at it. Hey, Steve. How about you come over here and hit it? Giggity. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Oh, hello. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Don't say boner in front of a kid. And now. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have genuine wood. Huh? Look at that. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Friday morning, the 10th of August. That seemed like a very aggressive start, didn't it? It was something. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of things I don't want to think about this early in the morning. Well, you're the one that played them. Open. That was me, man. Maybe a lot of things that you do want to hear about. That was beer mug, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, responsible for that. Yeah. So what if, what if everybody marine crawled out of a staff meeting? (laughs) I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? Just one by one, no one notices, under the radar, yeah. back half of the room's gone. Right. Oh, I'm just going to step out and get some coffee, you'd never come back. Oh, I've just got to use a little girl's room, you'd never come back. Yeah. And then one by one, they realize that there's no one left in the meeting. Yeah. Meetings I, are good. Meetings aren't good. And here's the thing about meetings. They, they're not good. They're not good, I established. Okay. But they take ten times longer than they have to. The information... There's never been more ways or more easier ways to transmit information from employers to employees now. It should be so much faster than it is in person in a meeting. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. You- there was a there was a three hour meeting yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they were focusing mainly on one thing. Mm-hmm. Last night I did that one thing wrong. Mm-hmm. Allie's not positive she did that right. Mm-hmm. And I texted Dave and he had no idea what we were supposed to do. Yeah. Three-hour meeting. I feel like one really succinct email about how to do it 
That's all it takes. Solved all of this, right? And then right? you can reference it, go sure, back and check, sure. right? Maybe bookmark it. Right. Good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I just don't know that in person in a room with a hundred people is the best way for retention mm-hmm. of complicated information. Yeah. It just I don't right. I, listen, I love meetings. That's yeah, my I thing. It's where you shine. <laughs> right. Who else I wish it was longer. Yeah. Who else Kevin's it? Are you the only one or are there other people who take your lead and how go, Well, we, if Kevin's gone, I'm leaving. How would we know? That's how ninja like they are. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what Chip said first thing this morning. He said, Kevin, you were a ninja. I didn't even see you leave. So well, I, was, I, I knew that I needed to soon. Yeah. And then I recognized when Chip's row was all looking to the left, mm-hmm. and the uh-huh. guy that was speaking was looking to the right, which is their left. Right. Uh-huh. And I did uh, Marine crawl across the aisle mm-hmm. and get out, and I figured, oh, this is perfect, yeah, this yeah. Is and just went for it. Right. Yeah, clean, clean shot. Yeah. So... When you're getting out of a meeting, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a ninja. It's really yeah. the only time in my <laughs> okay. life that I'm... And retention of information in that meeting. Strong. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> That's good times, you guys. Yeah. Hey, um, I thought this was fascinating. This is the biggest study that I have ever seen about dating apps. Do we have who- time for, for a thing? Do we have time for a thing? I yeah, we sorry, do. I, I just forgot you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. This is a uh, this is a Kevin. You probably still get the journal Science Advances. I'm sure you sure. get that at home, right? You read it every month. Sure. Elizabeth Bruch is her name. She is an associate professor of complex systems and sociology at the University of Michigan, and she did a long term research study on 187,000 heterosexual daters on a popular free online dating service that is unnamed due to a non-disclosure agreement they signed with the company but i'm sure it's one of the one of the big ones sure and she was expecting when she went in that there would be what she called a desirability gap which is people who are attempting to date those out of their league but she put a number on it by the way what does that she mean a number on it a number on how out of their league they are she was expecting it to be you'd shoot for something reasonable, like 5 or 10% out of your league. But she found that online datings pursue people roughly 25% more desirable than they are. 25%? And she, and she has a whole bunch of criteria. So in other words, I think what she's saying is you're a 6 and you ought to be going for a 7 or an 8 and you're going for a 10. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she's saying. Here. Right. Or something close to that, you know? I mean, first of all, I say, why not? What's the downside to sh- shooting for the stars if you're on a dating app, except for the fact that you're you're getting nowhere with it? I mean, if you want to get anywhere, then you don't do it that way. Mm-hmm. She does say that mo- that most people get at about a 10% return strategy on the messages that they send out. They hear back from about 10% of the people, which isn't a great odd, but again, it's free to send somebody a message. But let me just say this. When you say they're a seven or an eight, <clears throat> you're mostly talking about looks. Well, that's what most people yeah. base their right. initial mm-hmm. uh, initial conversation on when they're on a dating app. And that's yes. my point. You're going to miss a lot of good people. And that's what we've been saying for years yes. on this show with singles parties and everything else. Yeah. What about, and hear me out. <clears throat> yes, those people that think they're a seven or an eight. Right. And they're a three. Uh-huh. Yes. Those delusional people. Just and you say don't it, guys. Get where, <laughs> no, there's some, <laughs> okay. some women 
Woo! I think that's exactly where this 25% is coming from, is people who are not being honest about where they rank. Hmm. Where they fit in the grand scheme. They're not where being they honest, or they don't realize, maybe. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the the doctor measured desirability by looking at how many messages a user received and how popular the senders were. They had a whole ranking like Google uses for search engines. Now, this is the most depressing paragraph for me, Allie, and I'm sure it will be for you as well. A woman's average desirability, again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about a study on dating apps. A woman's average desirability begins to drop starting at age 18 and every year afterward. Oh, that bums you out, Bean? It's depressing really? as really? hell. Really depresses you? Really? <laughs> I said it with you, Yeah, too. you took it just it, to the heart. Oh, well, like, that one must have oh, felt wow. like a punch I in the gut right there. I feeling that for my sisters. So Shut up. swiping through and going, ah, <laughs> this one's 22. What the hell? That one over there is 20. Isn't that funny? How old are men? What what age do men peak on dating apps, Allie? Oh, yeah, they don't age out in anything, Bean. Sure they do. 50 is when men tend to peak in desirability. 50. That's when they peak? Yes. When it comes to education, this is the rest of the most depressing paragraph I've ever read. When it comes to education, if you are a man, the more education you have, the more desirable you are to women. Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. As a woman, the less educated you are the more desirable you are to men. Close. Your desirability peaks with an undergraduate degree, but anything after that, any kind of postgraduate or master's degree or doctor's, anything like that, you just you take an enormous hit. People want women only so smart, but not smart enough. We need to raise better men. It's a miracle anyone gets together. It is. Yeah. Yeah, men are the worst, by the way. <laughs> Agreed. Um, but we've known that. Race plays heavily into the results. It will not surprise they you. They make them run now? It will not surprise you which two groups are most sought after overall, Allie. White men, mm-hmm. Asian women. Makes sense. Most sought after yeah. overall. Hmm. They also go on to say, and I know we're, we don't have, we're out of time here, but they also go on to say that, uh, first of all, the single most popular user in the study of 187,000 users is an unidentified 30-year-old woman in New York who received 1,504 messages in just one month. Wow. Averaging to one message every 30 minutes around the clock. Wow. What's her deal, by the way? She still hasn't found anyone. 100% fake. <laughs> she, is she double-jointed? I mean, what's going on here? Oh. I'm just saying. They also say, and I'll, I'll close with this, by the way, that there is very little relation between how well people will get on in real life based on how they get on on the app, which I thought was really, really interesting. It does. It is not particularly useful in predicting how compatible you will be with that person when you meet face to face. So they recommend meeting people off of dating apps. Spend Jeez. less time browsing huh. profiles and more time meeting people and asking them for a cup of coffee or going out for a beer or whatever. I hope but, this study wasn't done by a dating app because they screwed themselves. No. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding, right? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was done by the University of Michigan. But um, it sounds like there's nothing very surprising in that for you, Allie. Mm-mm. But it's—I thought it was kind of uh, kind of eye-opening. So I've always wished I was an Asian woman, right? Same. Yeah, you would be so married right now. Oh, so hot! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about this morning's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? I feel sorry for you, 
because no one in this world cares about you, and you're a dickhead, and you're going to die alone. Oh, wow. All right. I can accept that. Really? Uh, when I'm in charge, things are going to change. Mm. We're going to talk, talk about that today. We've got some some huge plans. Yeah. So that when I get well, made emperor or whatever we are. If people mm-hmm. would just are. ask me, I know how things should be done. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what Allie's saying yeah. as well. Uh, our friend uh, Jensen Carpel joined us for Get Up On This. Nice. Bringing us something new that we're not aware of. Comedian Greg Fitzsimmons in studio. Very excited about him. He's always funny. With his uh, little hat? With his little, little hat, hat. <laughs> yeah. A brand new uh, internet roundup on this morning's show. And it's Friday, so we've got Keep It 100 coming up. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. All right, Allie, finally Friday. What's going on with you? Nope. Friday. It is Friday. Oh, really? I've read Friday here in my paper. No, yeah, read, no. It, read it again. We fixed it. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, you know what? That does look like a D. Hmm. Okay. Just say it, though. Friday. Nope. Friday. 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 You yeah. can do it. Duh, duh, duh. Day. Day. There you go. Who's a big boy? <laughs> That's weird. So you guys know my love for Amy Poehler. It's sure. it's strong. I was a huge Parks and Recreation fan. Mm-hmm. She's now pretty busy. She's currently hosting NBC's Making It alongside fellow Parks and Rec alum Nick Offerman. She's got a new Netflix film coming out, Wine Country. She's also executive producing NBC's new comedy, I Feel Bad. However, she was on stage with the uh, rest of the cast with 2018's Television Critics Association press tour, and she was asked... If she could find time for a Parks and Recreation reboot. Okay. I was not expecting this. Here's what she said. First of all, this is a quote, so I'm not just saying it like this. I'm a veil. I'm tech a veil. <laughs> so she said that. And then she said, someone asked when. And she said, oh, God, I have no idea. Everybody has my number. It's kind of common knowledge. We all have a text chain. We talk to each other almost every day. So I think... Everyone would be excited to do some version of it. And then she said, hopefully on ice. (laughs) (laughs) She's awesome. I love her so much. But I Um, mostly love that they all have a text chain. And they're all just writing to each other. They're still friends. And by the way, um, for people who wonder, oh, Chris Pratt, though, he's too famous now. He's oh, he, every time he's asked, he says, "I'm yeah. in. Just tell me where to be. I'm happy to be Andy Dwyer again." That show, I feel like, was the love of his life. Yeah, sure seems like it. Yeah. Oh, so good. It was but, so good. You know who isn't available? Who? Little Sebastian. Oh yeah. It's in horsey heaven, you guys. R.I.P. I shouldn't have brought that up. I mean, it brought I'm us sorry. all down, it but really okay. It really did. It really did. Chrissy Teigen can't get away from earthquakes. I don't know if you heard about this, but she's on vacation with her husband in Bali. And on Sunday, she was live tweeting a 7.0. 7.0. Wow, that's huge. That is huge, right? So then the earth shook again on Wednesday night. And she tweeted, well, what was ours Wednesday night? She said, earthquake in the daytime. That's a change. And then she guessed it was maybe a 3. And users started saying, no, that was a 6.2. And she then tweeted, well, at this point, they're all small compared to a couple days ago. She's now been in a 7.0 and a 6.2 in the course of three days. It's her. That's what I'm saying. Don't go on vacation with Chrissy Teigen. Right. Who's with me? How was that noise? That was good. Oh, some birthdays for you guys. Antonio Banderas. Right? Right. Do you hear that Spanish? Sure. 
Yeah, Michael Bivens. You know him. Bell Biv DeVoe. Sure. Now you know. Justin Theroux and Rosanna Arquette. A lot of people know her from Pulp Fiction, Desperately Seeking Susan. I know her from the Toto video, right? Rosanna. There was a chain link fence. She was just walking by. Yeah. I mean, Toto. I Toto's that. big right now. Right? Weezer. Weird Al. I mean, <laughs> the Weezer version of that song is big right now. You're right. Okay. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, Jensen Carp. Oh, hello. What's going on, man? I'm, I'm well. I'm happy to be back. I'm, I'm happy to bring something that I've been doing for quite some time to the Kevin and Bean Show. It's time yes. for Get Up On This. Get Up Get On Up On This. Get Up been your popular podcast for yeah. what 162 episodes or something I, we've been doing it for almost 10 years wow which, as you know the podcast industry is a booming economic success <laughs> so i'm thrilled that i've been doing it for a decade <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly you certainly got whatever time and money you put into it back out of it oh absolutely my what's parents are the, thrilled what's the concept of get up on this well the idea is is that i have always throughout my life weirdly been on the pulse of things. Mm-hmm. I know uh, early what music is going to break, or I know things that people may have missed that, mm-hmm. that that they should know more about. Okay, things that haven't yet hit the mainstream, right. or things that you just ignored uh, for the wrong reason. And you stay on the scene. I like do. A sex machine. That's right. And yeah. crazy enough. <laughs> yeah. Although I'm a 38 year old with a profession and a career, mm-hmm. if a kid drops a mixtape in Boise, Idaho, you know, I you know, know about it. it. I, I know. <laughs> I know what high school he goes to. It's a weird, strange. OCD that I've taken on, and and, uh, I've been very successful with it in the past. We uh, were the first uh, radio or podcast ever mentioned Chance the Rapper. Is that right? Yeah, in 2010. Uh, And so those kind of things, we've had uh, a rapper named Casey Veggies on the show when he was uh, in high school. He's now signed to Jay-Z. We had Little Dicky on the show way before you guys ever saw him on YouTube. So we're very early on it. We do hip-hop. That was Kevin's college nickname, by the way. A lot of people don't remember that. Little Dicky. No, I mean, for a different reason. You uh, you went Kanye, (laughs) my before anybody else did too I that's right I was the first uh, when I was a rapper myself I paid Kanye West his first check ever for a, a beat from a major label Wow. Okay. How about that? I'm early on it, but it's not always yeah. hip hop. Sometimes it's movies or apps or rock music or whatever it is. I'm getting you up on things. Okay. Like well, it. this is very exciting because we are always looking for new and exciting things. What have you brought us today, Jensen? Here's the thing. We all hate millennials, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> They're all pretty stupid. And that I agree with you on. Right. That's very easy. So new music that comes out and they look stupid and they have tattoos on their face and they have no regard for the future. Oh, Well, here's the thing. There's a new record that came out last week from someone who uh, we all kind of know from past music and on top of that, recent tabloid headlines. His name is Mac Miller. And in the past, right, he's from Pittsburgh. He's kind of, he's got tattoos on his hands and his face and he's sort of a, a crazy drug addict, stoner type Rapper, right? Is he the one who dated Ariana Grande for a while? That's true. And here's the thing about him: he had released a record in 2010 called KIDS Kids. Uh, he had songs called like Nike's on my feet, Senior Skip Day, Kool Aid and Frozen Pizza. These are songs this no one, no insane. one in this room should want to listen to. Right? Right? <laughs> Ever? Why would you want to listen to those? Nope. He was sort of a little bit of an Eminem clone in a way. I, no one wants to hear from Mac Miller. Okay. Right. It's been eight years. Right. This new record by Mac Miller called Swimming Mm -hmm. that came out last week is proof that not only Mac Miller makes good music, 
we should have hope for millennials in general. Because here's why. Mac Miller was carefree, stupid. Why would you want to listen to this Mm -hmm. music? He has developed and evolved into what I think is one of the most important new musicians of 2018. What? He's working with some of Los Angeles' most important musicians. This new album is Mm -hmm. produced mostly by John Bryan. That's not a rapper. That's not a rap producer. That is, he does all of Paul Thomas Anderson's scores. He's phenomenal. He's a legit dude. Amy Mann, you know, these things are things that, that, uh, and Kanye, early Kanye as well. Can I say this? The reason I will not dismiss Mac Miller okay. is because he works with Thundercat. That's and now I'm going to get into that. So lo, some of Los Angeles' best musicians like Thundercat, Damn Funk, Dev Hines, who's Blood Orange, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Steve Lacey. These guys aren't your hip hop producers. These are guys who are uh, musical and and the soul movement in yeah. Los Angeles. And Mac Miller lived with them. During the breakup of Ariana Grande, which I understand sounds like tabloid BS, but for this sure. dude dated her for like two years. Yeah. They were in love. He, uh, She breaks up with him. He gets a DUI. He starts to understand it's time to become sober and face breakup and heartbreak straight on. Go to therapy. Learn self-care. This album, from beginning to end, tells you his story. I skipped wow. right over that album. I saw that it existed. Yeah. And I would Agreed. have also. And I was like, eh. And I would have also. Don't need it. I would have also. I downloaded it purely because I was like, I'm going to listen to it. First time I listen to it, I go, that was very good. Second time I listen to it, I go, that's a genius record. This really? is in the past week, right? Yes, yes. Okay, because I watched his uh, NPR Little Desk. And that's incredible. Yes. Yeah, and that's a good start to, to jump off at. Okay. This is not a singles record. We're going to play a couple of clips here. All right. But it is a full album to listen to because it is his journey that he's going through as a millennial who's, who's opened up his mind and been like, I should stop being real stupid. <laughs> and that's really what the album is. It, it faces yeah. sobriety. It faces uh, uh, love. It faces what why he can't find his happiness in being such a rich, uh, successful kid. All his dreams came true, but yet it's a nightmare. Hmm. Okay, this is this is way too much foreplay. Give me some sex. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, let me just break one thing down. Okay, this is not a hip hop record. A long time ago, K Rock added an album that I was always surprised by. Atmosphere. He's a white rapper mm-hmm. out of Minnesota, yeah, and, it, sure. and it was added for a little bit. It didn't necessarily take off. This is what you wish it was. This is not a rap record. Mm-hmm. This is almost more of a K Rock record. Is that right? Yep. Mm. Wow. Yep. So what clips do we have? Uh, we're going to play, I think, Jet Fuel first. Okay. So these songs, again, are just a look into the journey in which he's been on for this record. Out of the DUI, out of the sobriety, you'll you'll hear a, a, a changed millennial. I let it slide this time. Like 25 years I've been high and no less. Yes. Just I know I don't guess. Rather glow, I won't stress. But it's say that it shoot your chest. Okay, okay, well, I'ma be here for a while longer than I did expect to. I was out of town getting lost till I was rescued. Now I'm in the clouds, come down when I run out of jet fuel. All right. I like it so far. It's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. I don't. Right. I don't think Wait. he really had jet fuel. What? Oh, are you sure? Well, I don't know. Elon okay. Musk or whatever. I, don't, I mean, things yeah. could happen in this world. No, but I no. think he's saying he's running out of fuel. Ah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got you. Next song is "What's the Use." There's a very hidden, even weirder, like the way John Bryan hides things. Snoop Dogg, you wouldn't even know he's on the song. He's a weird ad lib in the deep, deep background. This is a very weird album. That's awesome. That's by just the way. Snoop going, ooh. 
doesn't. That's him. Yeah, he never says like ooh wee. He never does anything. <laughs> he never does anything. He, he doesn't, doesn't even bring ooh wee. No, he doesn't rap. He doesn't rap. He just hums, and that's a feature. Interesting. Yeah, that just happened. Wow, that's a great song. It's a, now this next one, Ladders, produced fully by John Bryan. We're getting more into the uh, more philosophical side of Mac Miller. Those are a little dancier. This is a little tougher. This is musical. That's the yeah, thing. That, that was a horn section. Yeah, no, guys. And, and that's I, amazing. They can play I was, that on the wave, you they, guys. They, I'm telling you, <laughs> if there's anything you could depend on Jensen Carp for, it's music from the wave. <laughs> uh, and so, like, here's the thing. It's like, this is all the best musicians in L.A., all working together with John Bryan, and I mean, yeah. it's, it's they it's, believe in him. It's so there, that's and, and they something. Should. Yeah. Uh, this is 2009. This is uh, to me the most emotional record as far as him learning. It's no longer time for him. 2009, he was on. Uh, I, 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 I've read he was on the Lean, the uh, Codeine, oh, yeah. and stuff. Right. He's learned it's no longer that he has to become a real person. She don't cry no more. She tell me that I get her high because angels supposed to fly. I ain't asking why no more. No, I take it if it's mine, I don't stay inside the lines, it ain't 2009 no more. Yeah, I know what's behind that door, yeah, okay, you gotta jump in the swim. Well, the light was dim and this light was sin, now every day I wake up and breathe. I don't have it all, but that's alright with me, take it nice and easy, took a flight to see me, send you back home with a light that's beaming. Wow. We got to so get him is, a dog. <laughs> he does need a dog. Is Ariana Grande going to have uh, Pete Davidson regrets now? That's my question for you, Jensen. I mean, when someone gets 10 tattoos with your name on it in two months, I have a feeling regrets are one of those tattoos. <laughs> but that's the thing. You're watching. This kid is watching someone he fell in love with now have this tabloid insanity. I mean, I, 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 I make fun of millennials so much, but this feels heavy yeah. it feels like he yeah. actually, feels like it's meaningful yeah he's, he's like growing it. up and 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 you got to celebrate that as much as you do sort of the stupidity of of most of music uh All right, from so young kids. mac miller is the artist the album is called what swimming swimming it's his fifth album you can get it anywhere i also know that in 2016 he put out a record called the divine feminine which i found a little boring but it was at least showing the direction he's going this is an incredible record I feel like we have gotten wow. up on something here, guys. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. All right, where did the idea come from? that we have better ideas than the people who are in charge running things. I think Allie just had a complaint, and she said things will be different when I'm running them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we weren't aware that there was a timeline in place where you were going to be running things. How <laughs> dare you? We assumed, you, of course. According to you, if you are, in fact, one day uh, given the job to run things, quote-unquote, you're going to make it a better place for us all to live. Absolutely. All right, what's going on? Here's my biggest complaint. This is your biggest complaint out of all of them. Well... It's it's pretty big, okay. and I had to deal with it again a weekend ago. Okay. okay. When you go into the bathroom at an airport, and you've got your carry-on luggage, you got to wheel it in, the door opens 
into the bathroom, yes. which means you then have to kind of jimmy yourself in, kind of close the door a little bit so you can then move the bag a little more. Then at one point during all of this, you are crouched down next to the toilet yeah. trying to get your bag inside. God damn it, swing out. The swing out. <laughs> Why do the doors only swing in? That makes no sense. And it does make it much more difficult. People are idiots and they're just cruising by a bathroom and somebody opens the door into their face. Well, tough tease. <laughs> I think you're, you're right. an idiot. I think you're right that you don't want people to hit other people in the bathroom. And I also think, remember, whoever builds those toilet stalls, mm-hmm. that's probably a universal size that goes lots of places, including bathrooms that are much smaller than the airport mm-hmm. bathroom, and they don't want it to swing out and hit the wall or close to it. Doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to put ones that swing out right. and ones that swing in, or maybe both. Or maybe both. Just doesn't seem like it's that difficult. Like and if a it's saloon. a smaller if it's yeah. <laughs> if it's a smaller place, it's okay, in only. But it's, try to do it. It's I, I agree. so troubling. <laughs> it's really funny. It no. <laughs> especially as a woman. Because you're as, sort of climbing up on top yes, of things and holding the you're trying, And the then, stall. God forbid, once you're finally done and you just want to get out of the bathroom, it's spraying up on you and all you want to do is get out of there and you've got to <laughs> shimmy again trying to open the door. It's... God damn it. So you're in charge. They put the crown on your head. Yes. And they say, all right, what's your first declaration? Mm-hmm. And you say, we're going to do something about these airport restroom bathrooms. And you're welcome. I'm in. Thank okay. you. I'm Thank in. you so Although much. Although I find it much funnier than you do. It is ridiculous. It's awful. To try and get your bag in there <laughs> and then go to the bathroom and then get your bag I, back I, out. I yeah. honestly say, and I've been to lots of airports and had to lug my bag in there too. It's never even occurred to me and mm. it's never seemed like a problem for me. Interesting. Mm. Mm. But maybe I'm just not paying attention. He's maybe big bathroom. so much He's easier the other bathroom. way. Right. <laughs> And let's be honest, Bean, just because it doesn't affect you doesn't mean it doesn't affect millions. Check your privilege. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kevin, you have often said that you would be a great president. Would you also be a great ruler? Of course. When I'm in charge. When I'm an emperor, whatever they have here in this system. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I'm going to change. If this happened to me the other day, there was me getting ready to turn right, Mm -hmm. and there were about three cars behind me. Right. Now, as far as I'm concerned, the person in the front has to regard the fact that there's three behind them and turn as as fast as you possibly get out of the way. Right. And I was sitting there, and a guy was in the crosswalk. Mm. And what normally happens is whoever's in the crosswalk looks and sees if there's somebody turning. And then they slow the F down. Oh, no, they, they got to hot foot it. They, they got to hot foot it. Up. it. They, they don't. Sl- they do the opposite. Yes. They slow it down. They take their time. Yes. They rock bottom you. They mm-hmm. eyeball you. They go, you can't go because I'm in a crosswalk. Right. F you. Yeah. The other day I had a guy that looked and saw that I was ready to turn and he jogged. Oh. I was like, this is a miracle. Yes. So that should be the law is that you run across crosswalks. Run. Oh. Okay. okay. Right? If somebody doesn't, if somebody is moving too slowly, they get a moving. Liking, they get a ticket. Or do you get to just step just, on the gas? Just, do you just get, get to go just through the intersection. Them? I'll work that out. I'm not positive okay. about that. Because don't you yet. feel like that would be the incentive people would know to hustle if they knew that <laughs> if they knew that car plus pedestrian equals car? I mean, that yeah. dude just looked and he saw somebody was right. waiting and jogged, and I was like, that's so refreshing. Yeah. I can I honestly. That's the say, change I would make. I can honestly say that I am a considerate pedestrian, especially in New Orleans where nobody stops for pedestrians. Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe you're right. 
you do learn to get across the street as fast as possible, or you are going to get hit because they just don't care yeah. here. It's Frogger there. <laughs> it is. It's Frogger. <laughs> All right, uh, little Chip. You, if you ruled the world, oh, Allie, how about a little? If I ruled the world before this. If I ruled the world, imagine that. I'd free all my sons. I love them, love them, baby. Black diamonds and pearls. Would it be if we could be my people shine? If I ruled the world. That's Thank all you, I remember. Sort of ran out, but that was cool. Appreciate it. All right, Chip, what's your great idea? And then we're going to take your calls, by the way, from the Kevin to be listeners. You get to make one change to make the world a better place. If you're in charge, what are you going to do to make it better? one 800 520-1067. That's our number to call or text. All right, Chip, you're up. All right, so you mentioned little, and mine's not altruistic either. Allie, this is for you, me, and Christine. Okay. Little, short section at concerts. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying the entire front. Tall people should have an opportunity to be close to. Absolutely. But just one goddamn section. Agree. <laughs> and I've, I've been to shows, all, you know, I've been to tons of shows, and I have friends who come with me and think, you know, I post on Twitter or Facebook, and, like, people, like, Six foot ten happened to always stroll in front right. of me, and my friend thought I was joking. No, we went to a, a busman. I think it was Greeny at the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. on the pits in the pit section. Within two seconds of standing there, goddamn six foot tall person <laughs> yeah. standing in front of me, and he turns to me and goes, "That's real." I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Yeah." Like I said, it's I don't like want, a magnet. Yeah, and I, like I said, I don't want to take the whole front section because mm-hmm. other people who are tall and stuff like they want to be close. I'm like, but just one section where I can watch a goddamn show yeah. without a head in my way. I agree. So like five five and under can only sit over here. Uh, let's, yes, let's do five four. Five four. Yeah, yeah. they're fucking crazy. <laughs> five five is super tall I, to I, me. I, I'm five two. Five five is still no bueno. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, just 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 one one little section. section. I yes. agree. I support okay. it. Doesn't seem like too much to ask. No. Right? Agree. Understood. All right, here's mine. I step in front of Chip every single time I can. Yes, you do. <laughs> because you're just a dick. Uh, yes. Yes, be here's, sorry. Uh, here's mine, and mine, uh, like Kevin's, is also traffic-related. And I have a great deal of uh, evidence, a great deal of history on my side that this is, in fact, an outstanding idea that, for whatever reason, has just not made it to America like it has in the rest of the world. All right. Now, I know your initial reaction is going to be, no, but I'm telling you, if we had them here, traffic would flow so much better. And ladies and gentlemen, they are called roundabouts. We have them here. They have very few here compared to all over the East Coast. Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah, Rotaries. Yeah. Um, You know what? Who doesn't have them? Freaking California. All right. Roundabouts, guys. I know you don't like them because you haven't driven in them and they look scary. They're not. They're super easy to navigate. And what they replace is intersections where you have to stop sometimes for no reason because there's nobody coming in the other direction. It replaces red lights. If you have a roundabout, you just keep driving and you just go around the circle and you get off on your exit. And if you miss it. Stay in the circle and go around and catch it next time. It's not hard. Bean, I support you. I love a good roundabout, a rotary. However, the learning curve for that is going to be a big problem. Especially, I mean, here it rains and people forget how to drive. A roundabout, people are dying. People are going to learn how to dying. use roundabouts. Look, I've been to Rome where you have roundabouts with 14 right, lanes of traffic and nobody it. hits it. Nobody hit, but you can figure out how to do it. And by the way, let me add as a PS to the roundabout, something else they do in other countries around the world that makes a tremendous amount of sense. And that is a yellow light before the light turns green. 
we have a yellow light here before it turns red. What you need is the yellow light before it turns Why? green. So that people aren't sitting around at the intersection not paying attention and not realizing that the light has changed. Don't you think they'd still just be thinking, oh, there's a it, yellow. It gives them a heads up that the light is getting ready to turn green and they can actually prepare to put down their text and 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 step on the gas. Wow. I'm telling you, both of those things make driving in Europe so much easier than driving Why in America. Why you just move to Europe then? Yeah. You don't like being America. Communist, get out! Because these are things that have been proven effective in other countries, but for whatever reason, we don't adopt them here, and it would work. Could I just add flashing yellows and flashing reds overnight? I agree. You come oh, to yeah. a stop. Yeah. If there's no oh, one yeah. there, move right on. Okay. A- absolutely. Yeah. We need to rule the world. I think it's a good Imagine idea, you that. guys. All right, 1-800. Right? Oh, there it is. How about that? 1-800-520-1067. Everybody, Rochelle and Jasmine and James and all the rest, you guys are uh, have some great suggestions, and we're going to talk to you and take your calls next, right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, let's say good morning to Tony in Corona. Hi, Tony. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, bong, bong. <laughs> to you as well. To you as well. So you rule the world. Somebody makes Tony the king. What's the one thing you do that improves the world? Everybody hates change. So what you do is then you include tax with whatever it is that you're going to buy. So if something says it's, uh, you know, if it's 99 cents, then you pay 99 cents. Really, it's going to cost 70-something cents plus whatever the tax is. And you just make it out to where if I go into a store and something says a dollar, then it's a dollar. If I go somewhere else and says $2, it's $2, $5, $20. Everything should always have tax included because everybody hates change. But it, hating change, wow. wouldn't I round up or round down with that tax included too? Yeah, because if yeah, tax included means it's a dollar twenty-three, you're getting change. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So what you would want to do is make everything a price. That way it can always equal out to an even number that you have inside of your pocket. So like I said, if something equals $5 and that's what you pay, they, hmm. they should include the tax. That way right. it's easier to pay. For I, I like where you're going. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that the tax is included, that you know how much it's going to be. But your argument does fall apart if everything has to be even by a dollar amount because there's lots of, there's lots of room in between $5 and $6. You know what I'm saying? But I think you're on the right uh, you're on the right track for sure. You don't get to rule the world yet, Tony. But work on it. <laughs> Sit tight. Work on it and get back to us. <laughs> exactly. We are talking about ways that you would improve the world if you were able to change one thing at one 800 520 By the way, uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, you're driving down to K-Rock right now. We're going to expect an answer from you, too, on what great idea you've got. <laughs> First, though, let's start to uh, let's go to line six, please. Let's talk to Allie. She's in Moorpark. She's uh, what we refer to as the good Allie. Hey, Allie. Wow, hurtful. Hi. How are you guys doing? We are good. Thank you. What's what going to happen? Save when... the world for us. 
Well, instead of mandatory military service, I think we should have mandatory customer service where you have to work in a customer service job. <laughs> we, you know, we don't have mandatory military service, right? No, I know we don't, but okay. other places do. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, a lot of countries do. For All right. Sure. So, customer we, service for two years. Hmm. That's yeah, a long time, they man. Really rude to their servers. I mean, that okay, makes a lot of sense. Look, that's yeah. something that is not going to be sexy. It's not really going to get you votes. Yeah. But I think it would be great. But but let me ask you this, because uh, it's a, you're addressing a big problem. I get it. But shouldn't we also be social workers for two years? Shouldn't we also be teachers for two years? I mean, firefighters well, for two years. There, there are a lot of occupations sort of, we don't appreciate properly. Like Anything what? sort of service like that where you are doing something for other people, if you are working... Uh, a All right. job that most people wouldn't want to do. All right, I got you. Yeah, I don't want to do that job. I'm not voting for you, Allie. <laughs> oh, You're no longer the good one. <laughs> That's yes. right. Allie, Sweet you win again. <laughs> All right, let's go to Julie at Orange, line seven. She has a fantastic idea that will save all of us 30 seconds every time we go to Las Vegas. Hey, Julie. <laughs> 30 seconds. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Uh, what uh, my, <laughs> what's your idea? My idea is to get rid of those ridiculous agricultural checkpoint booths at the, at the right before Barstow when you come into mm-hmm. over the hill, whatever, on Amen. the way home from Vegas. Because you've already gone through state line, which is terrible if you're coming home on Sunday. And you're like, okay, I'm almost home. And now you hit those booths and the line backs up again. Not to mention, every time I see those people, I'm like, cha-ching, dollar signs. How much are we paying for those people to just wave you through the line? It seems ridiculous. And that's what they do. They either wave you through the line, or if they make you stop, they say, you have any fruits or vegetables? And you say, nope, and you keep driving. (laughs) It's a giant wait. Like, who, who... What criminal mastermind do they think they're going to catch by having that dude in a booth in the desert? Honestly. Exactly. We're with you, Julie. We're with you. Okay. Sounds like Julie gets our vote. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense at all. Let's go to uh, Martin in Sherman Oaks. Hi, Martin. Hey, good morning, party people. Good morning. Hey. What's going to happen when you rule the world? When I rule the world, um, it's not my idea. I've seen it done in other parts of the uh, world, and I think it's brilliant. And here in L.A., we would appreciate what they do is they put up these almost colored plastic barricades around um, car accidents. Mm -hmm. Um, They kind of, you know, hide the the scene away from from the rubberneckers. And that supposedly eliminates traffic and, you know, that that flow, that stop-go, stop-go issue that we have here on the 405 and the 101 all day long. I have Um, seen that as well. I love that. It's a great idea because looky-loos are among the worst people in the world. Agree. Yep. They, they know, really have, I'm not sure they're the worst people in the world. There's no reason to slow down and look at a car on the side of the road ever. Ever. <laughs> what if it's interesting, B? Nope. Okay. Never. <laughs> the only the only exception is pay enough attention so that you know if there's a fire that's in your lane. If there's not, just drive on by as fast as you can. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of being out on the road, and I knew a lot of our uh, solutions here from our listeners would involve driving because that's heavy on our mind. Let's go to a let's go to James in uh, Valencia who is dead wrong on line four. Dead wrong. Hey James, you're dead wrong apparently. I'm not dead wrong. All right. What's no. your idea? We commute every day. I think everyone else like commutes somewhere. Uh, my idea is to make it totally illegal to drive slow in the left lane. Love so it. Left lane, 
left lane campers are the absolute worst. Couldn't I mean, love it more. Terrible idea. Fantastic what do you mean, idea. Terrible disastrous. Idea. Disastrous. Move it? over to the right. Right. Those people should move over to the right. Right. But when they don't, minimum, and they're in the when they're in the left lane, James, tell me what happens next. Okay, now it's illegal. Now somebody's driving too slowly in the left lane. Tell me what happens. They get pulled over. Oh, really? They get a ticket. Yes. It's made illegal to uh, to pit maneuver them and uh, and get them out of the left lane. <laughs> and, just, and, and tell me how that <laughs> make t- tell me how that doesn't make traffic so much worse. Even if you had the resources for police officers to pull over all the people who drive slowly in the left lane, tell me how how that doesn't create even worse traffic on that road. It will in the short term, but over time it becomes a deterrent because people that are driving slow mm-hmm. won't be They'll in be the like, left oh, lane. Oh no, I can't be in this lane. I have. I have no solution for that, but I, I hate it so much that Agreed. it's the most passive-aggressive thing that I can think of. I, I hate it, I hate it so her. much, too. Unfortunately, your solution is only going to add to the problem. Mm, I'm sorry disagree, sir. I mean, it's a, it, I like where yeah. your head's at, though. Thank you for the call. Oh, we have mountains, s- not the left lane. <laughs> we have so many more great calls, but we're out of time for today. We may no. have to revisit this another mm. time. Look at the clock, you guys. I know. We're done. I know. Thank you, everybody. Great suggestions. It's Kevin and BJ Rock KROQ. Allie is here with another look at what's happening on this Friday morning. Well, what's happening is on Fridays around this time, we like to talk about our That's My Jam playlist. And this is a playlist that we'll link to our socials at Kevin and Bean on Twitter as well as Facebook. And each week we pick a different song. We add it to the playlist. All you have to do, follow that playlist. That's my jam. And you have new music delivered to you every single week from members on the Kevin and Bean Show. And Jensen Carp was just in uh, last hour, talked about Mac Miller for a new segment we're calling Get Up On This Mm -hmm. because that's what he's called his podcast for 10 years. (laughs) So we decided just to add Mac Miller's Ladders to the playlist. So that's on there. You can look forward to that. But now, go through the room. Kevin, what's on What's on your choice? Mine's a little different. <laughs> what's on your choice? <laughs> what's on my you choice? You heard me. <laughs> About a week ago, 8-Track, um, who's a DJ that sort of works hip-hop together with EDM, mm-hmm. he put out a song called DJ's Gotta Dance More, and it features a legendary New York house DJ called uh, Todd Terry. Okay. Two first names. Sort of bugs me. Right. But it's a it's a cool song with a cool vibe, and mm-hmm. he is talking his way through the entire thing. And 8-Track uh, put it out. It's the second one he put out this year. First, he put out uh, uh, Ride with ride For Me. And this one is called DJ's Gotta Dance More. You gotta feel the funk and create your own style. You know why? It's for that good old house music. It's pretty strong. DJ's that was got a very brief more. clip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what it was I thought. It was awfully short, man. <laughs> I think I got the gist of it. Does but, Omar uh, not like my choice so much? That seemed very short. It did. Yeah, I could have right. used more. Okay. <laughs> well, but you can listen to it on the on Spotify. And it's, sure, it's great. You're a you're dancer die. I mean, that's your that's whole the, thing, uh, right? Exactly. exactly. So it just makes sense that yeah. that would be your song. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, dance life. Still got that big tat on your stomach. Sure, of course. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Bean, what's your song? We've been playing a song for quite a while here on Kirok by a, a Los Angeles-based band that's only been together for like a year and a half. I mean, talk about finding success fast. They are called Lovely the Band, and we play Broken a lot. But their whole album is real, real good, you guys. The album is out now called Finding It Hard to Smile. And the, the song that I have chosen from Lovely the Band is called Maybe I'm Afraid.
song is awesome and three times as long I as my gonna clip. I was going to say, he definitely hated your song. <laughs> yeah, I think Omar's down with Lovely the Band. <laughs> that song's I, great. That's great. I feel like we're going to be hearing that at some point on K-Rock. And, uh, if you I hope so. Yeah. Hear it early. Again, the band is called Lovely the Band. Excellent. Well, my song comes from a woman out of Milan. She's now based in New York City. Her name is Rose Villain. I know nothing about her okay. other than I heard this song and I'm like, this is a banger. <laughs> and then I looked her up and the about section on her Instagram and Facebook, all it says is 10 middle fingers. And I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> I now love her. It's amazing. But this song is all about you go through a rough breakup, then you start coming out of it. You're feeling more like yourself. And then you think, oh, if he was dead, I would be hosting that funeral party. I'm sorry? Kevin's like, wait, how did wow. you just... You, you're coming out of the breakup. Things are good. <laughs> that went south quick. No, I'm just saying. Okay. We've all thought about it. I will be the one hosting your funeral party. And this is Rose Villain with Funeral Party. I'm gonna be a villain like I always wanted. best like you always wanted. You know not bringing me down. None of you that to me now. I'm the one that's the what? Sounds great, too. I love it. It's just super fun. A little something for everybody on this week's That's My Jam. And that one second Kevin song. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I think they put the whole song on there. um, So you can listen to that. Why does Omar hate you? I don't know. That's real weird. Yeah. The song's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. We wouldn't know. (laughs) We wouldn't know. What we did here was pretty good. Okay, good. So go and find that at Kevin and Bean. Mm-hmm. On Twitter? Yep. On Facebook? Yep. It's the That's My Jam playlist. Good time. Some birthdays for you. Justin Throw, Antonio Banderas, Angie Harmon, Rosanna Arquette, and Michael Biv Bivens from Bell Biv DeVoe, a new edition. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Greg Fitzsimmons, can you hear us? Tommy, can you hear me? There he is. How are you, boy? I am really good right now, my uh, boy. <laughs> what, what was that? We're we on uh, K K K K K in Alabama. <laughs> How are you, son? <laughs> How are you, friend? How are you, boy? Was weird. It was odd. We that going hunting me. after this? <laughs> It surprised me. Wait, it surprised you as well? It did. How are you, boy? Look, I wasn't thinking. Look, look. Right. Now go get your shine box. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't my intention. Sometimes words just come out. Yes. Yeah, you can't Uh, think about them too much. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's what we do. We, We just... Start sentences, mm-hmm. and it's, it's radio, so you got to jump in, or else one of you idiots is going to start talking. Right, exactly. I don't always know what I'm going to say, right? But I know I got the floor now. You do. I wish somebody had jumped <laughs> in and saved me from how you doing, boy. <laughs> that was bizarre. Listen, before we move on and find out what's going on in your life and talk about your Irvine Improv shows next weekend, I want to ask you if you were listening on the way in, we were having our listeners call in with their suggestions on how they would improve things if they ruled the world. Now, you're a smart guy who thinks about a lot of things. I'm sure you have some suggestions on how we can make the world a better place. Oh, I got some thoughts. You do? I got some thoughts. Yeah. um, I was listening, and I have two, because one happened literally as I was listening. A guy hit his horn, which it's necessary sometimes. Agreed. Mm -hmm. It's safe sometimes to keep people moving, keep them aware. But... 
there's a there's a horn sequence that's appropriate to each situation. Correct. Mm. And the normal appropriate honk is, eh, it's literally the least you can hit your horn. Just touch it and get off. Just, just... touch it. We get it. We heard it. But the riding the horn mm-hmm. or the triple hit, sure, unnecessary. So I would change the world. I would give everybody. You get a bag, mm-hmm. and it has a pound of air in it per year because they're air horns, right? Okay. okay. And when your bag runs out, you can't honk anymore that year. Oh, oh I see. So every year you get a new bag. You get a, you get a fresh bag. You go to you huh. go get your oil changed, uh-huh. and they put new uh, air in your bag, and you get to start. Now, you can have a field day for a month. You can go crazy. <laughs> Ride it out. <laughs> You know, honk at girls on the street, sure. whatever you do. And then you got to be quiet the rest of the year. Mm. Okay. What about rollover air? Oh, good what point. What if I don't use all of it? Can I roll it over to the next year? I like that. Okay. Yeah, because I think you want to have an incentive to, to say, right. you know, one day I might die. I mm-hmm. might get into a head-on-head collision mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. fall forward on the horn. And you want the long... You do. And... Very dramatic. <laughs> Final scene of your life. I think the lean on the horn is is almost emergencies only. Here's where I would use lean on the horn. If somebody is on a railroad track and doesn't know it and there's a train coming, I think you have to hit that horn as hard as possible, as long and as loud as possible to make sure they know. If I'm if I accidentally, and I've done this by the way, turn down a one-way street, I want those people to honk the hell out of their horn to let me know. This is not right. You're. you're I think doing in those situations, dangerous. and you make a good point, and you are an intelligent man. Is you can petition for six ounces of air back. I see. <laughs> okay. Because it was a super necessary thing. Yes. Okay. All right. Oh. Here's my here's my second change the world. All right. Okay. I have kids, and uh, they go to a good public school here in Los Angeles, and I'm a big believer in that. And if you send your kids to private school, you're a douche. Because. Depending on the area you're in. No. There's some places that have nope. pretty then, crappy public then schools. Then dig in, get involved, get on the PTA, fundraise, uh, organize uh, parent conferences with just make it a better school. That's your lot in life. You move Whoa. to that neighborhood, make it better. Very but that's, controversial, right? Yeah. But Yeah. Everybody needs to stop draining the best assets out of society and privatizing them into these schools where it's all rich kids. Everybody's parent is at every parent-teacher conference. Every, you know, every kid has got tutoring on the side. Those kids should be mixed into the general population of other schools and raise everybody up. And, but that's not my change the world. Wow, that was a long way to go for the one that's not your change the world. Okay, go ahead. You tip your barista. Right? You throw that guy. Valet parking. You tip them. How about your teacher? What about a teacher that is buying supplies for the kids in your school out of their own pocket, that is staying late, that is visiting people's homes because the child is in trouble? Tip your teacher. Your kid brings home an There we go. Right? I agree. Yes. That's a great idea. And not just the teachers. Social servants in general. You get pulled over by the cop. Maybe you've had a few drinks. Throw that guy a hundred bucks as you hand him your license. I'm not positive that's, <laughs> that's the best that's idea. Different. I think that's, that's very effective. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I'm not positive that's when you want to give him a tip.
<laughs> um, Greg Fitzsimmons, as you know, is a very popular actor and writer and radio host and podcaster and stand-up comedian. He's going to be at the Irvine Improv for not this weekend, but next for five big shows. Tickets on sale now, IrvineImprov.com. Just 20 bucks for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm very concerned about something I saw online yesterday, oh, Greg, boy. that I'm, I'm hoping you will edify. Mm. And that is you were on with, I regret I did not have time to listen to the episode, but you were on with uh, the great Allison Rosen the other day. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she said in her social media post about your appearance that you were talking about the hellish few months you've had. I listened to uh, it. All I has Greg is, had a hellish few months, Allie? Should I be concerned? Uh, he might cry today. And all we have to say is, they're there. And everything's fine. That's the oh, response. No. God, that's oh, what no. I needed. I yeah. got a hug on the way in where uh-huh. we had ear suction. Right. Uh-huh. Your yeah. ear plugged itself it to did. my cheek. It was tender. And it, and, made a, and it made a mm-hmm. pop sound yeah. as you uh, withdrew. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Jeez. But I'm concerned that you come in and you seem like you're in a good mood and you're happy and you're your usual bubbly self. I'm Irish. Been... <laughs> you know what? We we can smile and joke our way back. through that. Uh, you ever been to an Irish wake? They're like Oof. the greatest party in town. <laughs> now, it's been rough. Well, I was, in, I was in New York the last three and a half months. Uh, I'm a writer-producer on Crashing. Which okay. is a wonderful show, by Thank the way. Thank you. Love that show. Wonderful show. Glad you like it. So I was away, and as I was away, uh, first my my wife's dad died. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. So she had to go through that on her own. Then she had an emergency appendectomy wow. that she had to deal with with two kids. Mm. And then we had... No part of you said, hey, Pete, I got to step away for a couple of weeks and get home and take care of some business? Even a no, couple I, of days? No, no, no. I, no. When I say I was there for three and a half months, I was I flew home most weekends. Okay, okay. And uh, But, you know, with the dad being gone, you really want to be there for, like you said, a couple weeks straight. Right, And right, so right. now I have to... Um, and there, there was a couple other issues uh, with... Just life coming at you. I had like. a hemorrhoid. It okay. doesn't sound like that big a deal. Oh. <laughs> but do we? Do anything was, else happen? I was we in talk the, about? Well, I was in the bathroom I and I got to. I got some of the ointment. We don't. And I'm applying. We got to take a break. No, go on. Uh, and my wife walks into the bathroom without knocking, and I've got my pants around my ankles, and my finger is inserted, and she just and she just went, Jesus Christ, and turned around and walked out. Not like. What are you doing, or how are you? Are you Just okay? like, oh, you this help? is what you've been doing for 19 years. <laughs> <laughs> Which of those three things that you just mentioned was the worst, do you think? Oh, obviously the humiliation of the insertion of, of the course, sure. the worst of the final one. Wow. I wish I, I wish I was that flexible. Is <laughs> playing the Irvine Improv next, uh, next weekend. Uh, get your tickets online now. A quick break. Back with Greg in a moment. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. I'm just saying, I'm not sure that's a comedy direction to take the interview, Greg. Oh, as opposed to, Greg, I hear the last three months of your life have been a living hell. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know that you yeah. had actual death in your family and, yes. a, and health problems and What did hemorrhoids? you think hell meant? Yeah. <laughs> hell is not just mildly annoying. It hell was... is for children. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, what do you want to talk about, Greg Fitzsimmons? Oh, God, there's so much. There's so much. Mm-hmm. Well, her dad died. Let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> we, went, we went to the funeral, and um, they went with the open casket, which to me is like, why do we want to see the corpse? Let's let's all have a glass of wine and some cheese, 
and look at a dead body. It, yeah. It's such a... And then somebody goes, well, he looks great. It's like, no, he doesn't. He looks dead. His cheeks are hollow. He's got makeup on. He'd be, he would be mortified. Yeah. But isn't the thought for some people, and everybody grieves differently, but the thought is it becomes real that this person is the person and he really is dead and you're putting him in a box and you're saying goodbye. Isn't that what's hoped for in those decisions? Is that you need to you see need it to, see to get your head around yeah. it? Maybe. I think, I don't know. I think when I die, I want an open casket, but don't put my body in it just bake a giant sheet cake and put my face in the icing oh. and then you kneel down you cut a slice nice and then you tell a fun story while you eat my ear or my nose i love it. that I sounds love it. really oh, fun i love hope it. i'm invited yeah <laughs> yeah and i hope it's soon greg there was a nat there was a national story about three weeks ago maybe you saw it of a and i guess this is a trend that's happening now where instead of the open casket, they pose the body in a position that the person would have enjoyed in life. For instance, this funeral <laughs> nope. this funeral that was in New Orleans was a young it was just like three weeks ago. You can look it up. He was a young man and they put him in like his Saints jersey and they put him in a recliner and he had a place you know, a PlayStation and he had his hands propped in a position where it looked like he was playing video games and they kind of recreated his living room life. And when you walked into the church for the service, he was up there on the stage and nope. he, he did the whole service no. with the guys sitting well, there no, playing sir. video games. I no, know my, my wife would would oversee it and I would be standing pants around my ankles <laughs> finger in my butt I don't trust that that wouldn't happen well that's how I'm going to remember you I know that <laughs> now, are you the kind of guy that, forgive me if this is a stupid question but because you see the humor in everything I hear what you're saying about the casket that's funny but can you stop yourself from wise ass remarks when you're at a funeral like is there some some part of you that needs to break the tension with comedy well, first of all, I am a huge crier. I cry. If I even have a moment with somebody that's tender and mm -hmm. I tell them how I feel about them, tears start. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like I wish there would. Like, so at the funeral, I was crying. My wife wasn't crying. Nobody in her family. Because, you know, he was he was 83. Right. And as some somebody actually said, well, 83, he lived a full life. And I was like, is that the number? Is that the under over on full life eighty three? Like, like because to me, so it's, you're doing the opposite of making people laugh. Well, you're attacking. Right. Well, no, I just feel like what did you do during those eighty three years? That's what a full life is like. Did you ever have a three way? Did you do cocaine? Mm -hmm. Did you ever have to hire a defense attorney? Okay, then you didn't leave a full life. Yeah, <laughs> and so I cry like a baby, and then I'm really good at the. Um, I am hired. I've I've been asked to speak at people's funerals that I didn't even know that well. Really? Yeah. Because Why? Somebody just well, assumed I tell, you would be give a good speech. Yeah, right? I tell good stories. I make everybody laugh, and then people treat me like a rock star afterwards. <laughs> I did one recently. There was like four hundred people there, and I was the only speaker, and I didn't know the guy that well, and I crushed. What a crazy <laughs> world that is! Yeah. Can can I our listeners crushed. hire you out for funerals in their family? You're crushing in the funeral yeah. circuit. Right, you I'll just give you, you like bullet points. You and give then me you some bullet points. Out. Okay. I know you get there early right. and you, you schmooze Mingle. a little bit. All right. People mm -hmm. are drinking. They're, they they give you, they hand you their best stories about so that guy. So true. You I call like together the best two or three. Yes. 
you go up, and I, I spike the mic yeah. when I'm done. You got it. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Did you go to Gary Shandling's funeral? I did not. Okay, because I watched that one on television, that and that was, was amazing. the best funeral I'd ever seen. Kevin Nealon was the best. He was great. I don't have yeah. that category of the best funeral I've ever seen. I mean, it was a, it was like a roast. Yeah. Yeah, comedians have good funerals. The um, We had a guy, uh, this guy was a really good friend of mine, um, Jerry Red Wilson was his name. And he was this guy. He was like a he was like an Archie Bunker guy, without being racist. But he was that type. He was from Queens. He was a school teacher who kind of fi- found his way into comedy, and he was just bigger than life. And everybody loved him. And when he died, we went to the funeral. And after the funeral, we went to this little lunch place in Queens. And the father said to me, "Will you get up and say a few words?" So I went up. I told a couple funny stories about him. Dave Attell got up. Lewis Black got up. Holy crap. Um, Patrice O'Neill got up. Mm. Um, I think Greg Giraldo. And, and it was like people were just all the grief was just pouring out as the laughs mm. happened. And so we decided, the father said, can we do this every year? So the next year we did it at Caroline's. Same lineup. And then it got it was sold out so fast. We did it at town hall, which is like eighteen hundred seats, and we did that for ten years. Oh my and we gosh. raised money for spinal meningitis. It was his foundation. I started wow. with his fiance. Wow! And we raised we raised like like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for meningitis. That's amazing, Greg. Yeah, yeah. That is really and it cool. And it always started with like you know videos of him, and it was all you know his friends That's and so family bizarre. were sitting up front and. Yeah, his parents were so thankful to do this every year. Yeah, it was amazing. I hate wow. that two of the comedians in that group died also, though, yeah. in the interim. That's what's sad about that story. Right, well, and Attell still runs one for Greg Giraldo every year. He does mm-hmm. the same thing at a theater. I don't know what theater they do, but I think it might even be Town Hall. I'm and- telling you, you walked out of here with a money-making idea, though, which is that our listeners need to start renting you out to do their funerals. <laughs> Yeah, and it Seriously. wouldn't be a lot. It's depending on the person. <laughs> yeah, depending on the person. Yeah, if the person, if it's like a, if it's a fifteen-year-old that dies in a moped accident mm-hmm. or one of those bird scooters in right. Venice, <laughs> right? You know, I'm going to do that for free. Okay, oh, okay, good. Because that's, nice. that's okay. just fun for you. Yeah. I'd like to book you now in advance for whenever mine is. Greg, would you do mine? Um, yeah, let's see how the rest of your life plays out. Okay, because I can't, I can't have you suddenly wearing a, a MAGA hat. And then all of a sudden, I get to get up there and speak. Give you some material. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so you now vouch would, for for my future decisions. I, I would understand. be I would be proud to speak at your funeral. <laughs> Fred Fitzsimmons is playing the Irvine Improv for five shows next weekend: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tickets twenty bucks available at irvineimprov.com. Eighteen and up, please. Greg, before you go, we have a feature we called Sixty Seconds with Kevin is going to fire oh, questions boy. at you. Just give us the first answers go. that come to your mind, and we are on. You the love clock these, right? Of- yeah. As of now. Uh, what were you like in high school? I was uh, very rebellious. I did a lot of drugs, and I had sex with women. Never in a relationship, but a lot of one-night stands. Wow. <laughs> uh, dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? Absolutely not. Have you ever been in a real fight? Many. Have you won them? I've never lost. Okay. <laughs> Is there a movie that you finish watching every single time you come across it? Did I finish watching? That you will finish watching. Oh, God, yeah, The Godfather. Okay. What's a terrible TV show that you enjoy? Um, oh, God. Pass. So many re- pass. Uh, Twitter or Instagram? Both. What's the last thing you Googled? Um, 
Asian, no, Japanese hidden camera massage porn, hashtag lesbian. <laughs> Very specific. That's so specific. I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> I think what we do with this, we all immediately start Googling. Thank there, you, Greg. You're the best, man. All right, we love thanks you. for having me. Love you, too. Thank you, man. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. How about a brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup? Kevin and Bean's Internet Roundup. Yeah! Oh, watch me, baby! Life indeed. Hey, Dave, King of Mexico, producer. How are you, sir? Good morning, guys. How you doing? It's a very good batch of videos that we put up, all the best viral videos of the week, <laughs> including, and uh, this one wouldn't translate to the radio, but please watch it, especially you, Allie, Poo Spotting. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> Somebody has edited together Ewan McGregor from Train Spotting and Ewan McGregor from the new Christopher Robin Winnie the Pooh movie, and it is seamless it's how well, so well they go done. together. It's so, so I want to see that movie so badly. <laughs> I do. Poo spotting. I, I want to see it as well. <laughs> we do have something to spotlight for you here. I know that we have brought it up many times over the years on the show, but believe it or not, Flat earthers still exist, you guys. People who refuse to believe that we live on a globe. All right? Here's one of them. I think you'll enjoy him. Well, NASA were developed for the sole purpose of lying to us. Their only purpose is to perpetuate the globe lie. Every single story that is told by NASA has the subcontext that we live on a globe. The way they're faking things is with top-of-the-line, absolutely cutting-edge studio techniques like were used in the film Gravity. So they're using trapeze, they're on high wires, in order to fake us for as long as humanly possible. Well, that's a good comparison because the blockbuster movies bolster the NASA fakery. If you're watching Guardians of the Galaxy or Star Trek or Star Wars, the basis of that is that you are on a spinning globe. So the fact that Hollywood perpetuates this, this meme, this lie, this spinning globe lie, is the over-the-top suspension of dil- disbelief. Whereas when NASA do it, they play their cards much more close to their chest. They always keep it nice and simple. So they're not going to be having um, Star Wars-type battles in space. They're just going to have a zero-G meal. It's much more downplayed. I mean, I mean he's got a point. I what think, if he's right? I think he might be right, <laughs> oh honestly. Oh, my because, God. <laughs> because that's just, that's just two of the answers. I think there's ten altogether. And the longer he talks, the more I start to question the whole round-earth philosophy. Right? Because yeah. NASA's lying to us all. That's I mean, why they were created. We've right? all been up in a plane, and you could see it straight. 
Right, guys? Right. When you look out sure. the window, right. <laughs> All right, Allie, I'm going to let you introduce your new favorite mom on vacation. I would love to. She's a great mom. <laughs> She's, I don't, I don't have the information of who she is, but. Well, just when you saw okay. you sent me the video. I did. I, yeah. did. I grew up with these people. dive into her, but she is a um, comic that lives in New York, but she's obviously from Massachusetts yep. and she plays a mom in this video and it's just a mom in all these different scenarios on vacation gets up to the lake or the beach wherever they are and all things that come out of mom's mouth it's 6 5 a.m let's go we gotta go it's vacation I want to relax bring the mace spray someone saw a bear you gotta drink water oh sand's hot sand's <laughs> hot careful on the sand talk who's got the bug spray weatherman's wrong again let's go get out of the bathroom you paid a lot of money to be wrong. Bring the mace, Brett. You gotta secure your things. Look at that bathing suit. She doesn't leave much to the imagination. You're up. I don't care if it doesn't look cool for your Instagram. Wear this. The sun's coming back out. Maybe the weatherman was right. Let's go play categories. <laughs> Saw a coyote here four years ago. You gotta be careful. Wow, look at that. I wonder what he does for a living. Why don't you go play a game with your grandma? It's cold. Cold for July. You want something to eat? Summer's flying by. You blink an eye, it's August. Wow. <laughs> I will say this. Wow. Like, listening to that, God, it's painful. But I will say this. Back in Maine, I went up to Maine over the summer, and I'm walking down the street with my mom, and she goes, you know what we saw on this street four years ago? And I'm like, what? And she goes, Dan, what was that, a dingo? Was that a dingo, Dan? And I'm like, it wasn't a dingo in the road. And she's like, no, Dan, was it a dingo? He's like, yeah, Maureen, it was a dingo. And when she said, I saw a coyote four years ago in the street, I was like, oh my God, all moms from Massachusetts are the same. Oh, They're annoying. It's so <laughs> is your whole childhood it. That's crazy. Great. Uh, Sounds great. That's Cat's mom as well. Sure. It makes I me appreciate it. the Mexican mothers who just want to cook, and that's it. it oh, on vacation. It's a very yeah. funny video. <laughs> and uh, finally, Jimmy Kimmel, who continues to do the best of all the late night uh, network television talk shows, uh, has this latest edition of Mean Tweets. And this time it's all hip hop stars. And he got them all. And uh, a lot of people wrote a lot of really mean things to them. Just when you think maybe the world is going to be okay. Big Sean comes out with a new piece of song. Yo, DJ Khaled, focus on getting your fat ass in shape, guy. You can't inspire people to be great when you haven't seen a in years. Imagine a pile of but then that pile of takes the That's what Trippy Red looks like. Logic is the worst rapper of all time. Paula Dean can rap better. Yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> Lil Wayne is what happens when you pour four loco on a gremlin. <laughs> hey, what happened to T-Pain? There's still a massive market for music. Damn it. <laughs> music or not, I'm doing way better than you. <laughs> it's a uh, great batch of videos. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, it's a great batch of videos. You can see them right now and every week at krock.com or kevinandbean.com. It's a brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup. Internet Roundup. Come on, y'all. Internet Roundup. Oh, watch me, baby. The Kevin and Bean Show, world-famous K-Rock. I'm not going to lie. This is one of my very favorite times of the whole week on the Kevin and Bean Show. And it's not just because I know we're not going to be playing Evanescence for the next three minutes. <laughs> it's because it's time for Keep It 100. I got to keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. I keep it 100. 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 Ke
So the way it works is you text us any K-Rock song you've ever heard. If we have it, we'll play it. We had some great suggestions from our listeners today, including Todd in Hollywood looking for a little Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. Mm -hmm. All right. Couldn't have come at a better time this week with them just playing that sold-out show with Weezer a couple of nights ago. Javier wrote in for Space Hog in the meantime. That's All right. taking us yeah. back a few years. That's good. Unfortunately, those were 99 and 101. Caller 100 was Angel in Santa Fe Springs, who unfortunately did not pick up the phone when we called him back to bring him on the air. So playing the part of Angel today will be Beer Mug. Hey, uh, Angel, how are you? Hey, what's up, Kevin and Beer? How you fools doing? Oh, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's not a mobster. Oh, okay. You don't know, man. You don't know. I know. You don't. Good point. It, it, Angel, what's uh, what's going on out in Santa Fe Springs this weekend? Well, we got uh, my Hannah's coming over. We're gonna trick a couple Coronas, and we got to, we're gonna get the weekend going here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And and how long have you been listening to the Kevin Bean Show, Angel? Since 1990. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Long, Long time, time listener. Yeah, that's okay, surprising. fantastic. Well, we gave you the opportunity to pick any song K Rock's ever played. Uh, tell us which one you came up with and why. Well, nothing gets my highness excited more than the Ting Tings, Shut Up and Let Me Go. It's a great song. It gets me moving. Let's get this Friday started off right. And this gets your highness excited, does it, Angel? Orale, <laughs> way. <laughs> All right. Here's your song. Thanks. Keep it 100. with the come on. Right? So Angel, good. the guy we talked to did not sound like the kind of guy who would be into the ting-tings. <laughs> yeah. when, when, is... when we found out that we couldn't get a hold of Angel, uh-huh. Bean uh-huh. said, what, what, what do people do? Just call, text us and then throw their phones in the river? Well, <laughs> because he, he texted in the song and we, we got back to him like th- two minutes later and said, hey, we want you to come on the air with us. No answer. But when in your mind, we're all mail, near a river? Well, no, it's not that. I just don't understand how he could have been using his phone and then instantly lost it. Or I mean, he could be available. at work. He could be at work. Yeah, but he just texted us, Right, though. but that doesn't mean he can talk to us. That song was nominated, believe it or not, for the MTV Video Music Award of the Year. It lost that year to Britney Spears' Piece of Me. Allie, what year was Shut Up and Let Me Go by the Ting Tings, as suggested by Miguel? 2008. Eight. You Seven. are correct. Two. Right. It was recorded in 2007 and it was released in 2008. So you are uh, you are absolutely right. That was a gold single and the biggest sure hit for the was. band in the United States. That is the Ting Tings and that's the song for this week's Keep It 100. We'll do it again next Friday on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Allie McKay. Yeah. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about Cat Corbett being in the room what? first of all. Hello, Cat. I did notice it got awfully sexy in here. Yeah, it what? did. What? She's she going to tell us some cool things that are happening in and around Los Angeles, not only tonight, but tomorrow night. She's got your weekend covered. But first, what do these bands and artists all have in common? Celine Dion, Britney Spears, Gwen Stefani, Blink-182, Backstreet Boys, The Who, J-Lo, Boys to Men, Lady Gaga, I have a guess. I'd like to hear it. They all are in the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. That could be correct. They all have residencies in Vegas. Kevin Ryder. Thank you. Whoa. 
That was Kevin good. Knew something. I'm sorry. That I'm yeah. shocked right yeah. now. I'm I know. Speechless. Take a minute. Take a minute if you have to. Let it Whoa. sink in. Yeah. Let it you really. You asked a question uh-huh. and the answer came from that wow. side of the room. And it was correct. And no. I, I mean, dear diary, today at 945. You are going straight like to hell. Didn't help either. Well, here's the thing. We can now add another band to that list. Mm-hmm. How would you like to see an iconic band celebrating 50 years together in the year 2019. Hanson? Celebrating, nope, 55 oh. mm. um, They're going to be doing a little Las Vegas, Las Vegas <laughs> residency in the spring, this band. They go by the name of Aerosmith. What? Oh, interesting. That's right? I'm interested in seeing them. Yeah, we don't have any details yet, but apparently the full details should be coming on August 15th when Aerosmith performs on the Today Show. But I do enjoy this article that has to point this out. Despite having a collective age of 337, (laughs) they're showing no signs of slowing down yet. That's nice. That's what hip replacements are for. That is nice. I I just feel like you didn't need to say that. They've been together 50 years. We know they're not young. Now, I am going to say something that may be controversial. I'd be interested in hearing your lady's opinion on this. Mm -hmm. I think that 90s Aerosmith is a B minus. 70s Aerosmith is an A plus. (sighs) That's tough. Because Joe Perry was smoking hot in the 90s. Okay, well, we're not just talking about who oh, you want to sleep okay. with. We're talking about the music. Right. I'm so, okay, Sally. I'm, sorry, I'm taking bad. the Toys in the Attic rocks, you know, era uh, Aerosmith as being some of the best music ever recorded. And I'm fine with Dude Looks Like a Lady and Angel, you know? I go, I, I'm the early, like, the Dream On and stuff is mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. stuff that's the money shot for me. I don't, I don't think 70s that, Aerosmith. Yeah. yeah, 70s Aerosmith is obviously the best, but I don't think in the 90s they were bad by any stretch of the Be imagination. Minus. No, and that Diane Warren song, I mean... Uh, she wrote. No, I, the I don't hits. want to miss a thing. Is a horrible. Yeah, that's song. their worst song, Cat. What's wrong it's with you? It's a hit, though. That's a you terrible. Can't that's number one terrible. song that sucks. It's awful. I'm not. I'm just telling it's you the awful facts. Song. Beat it, kid. Beat it, kid. God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cat. <laughs> All right, moving along. Something that Cat can weigh in on. Because the, it just seems like the only person that doesn't want Idris Elba <laughs> as the next James Bond is Idris Elba. Because his name has been bantered around since it started in 2014 when the Sony um, hack happened and all those emails were leaked. And the head of Sony was like, I think it should be him next. And then they finally asked him and he was like, no, it should be a woman. And people were like, that's crazy talk. We're not ready for that. We're barely ready for a black guy. That's what people said. Is that what they said? Yeah. Is that it like but that? But now it's all coming back out again because the director and producer of Bond had a conversation and the producer, I just want to say her name again, Barbara Broccoli, she <laughs> said it's time for a non-white actor to take on the iconic role and that non-white actor is Idris Elba. If you guys don't know who Idris Elba is, uh-huh. he could pull off James Bond so hard. Agreed. Yeah. Right? He's yeah. awesome. He's tough. He's suave. Yeah. He can... Do he can do just watch Luther mm-hmm. on BBC? Look at that series; yeah. it's amazing. Um, I think he's a little burned out because there was a lot of stuff. Didn't Roger Moore say like absolutely not? Well, who to is Idris this Elba? To Roger, Moore. Roger Moore? I'm just saying. Oh, you mean didn't Roger Moore complain about? Correct. Oh. Like yeah, there was all this stuff, did. and I think he's really just like you know what? Piss off everybody. Yeah. 
A little burnt out, but I think I think he would be amazing as James Bond. I, I do, too. He'd be great. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about cool things this weekend, Kat. It's a lot of movies this weekend, mm-hmm. which is so exciting, um, especially because we're all big Star Wars fans here. Yes. The Hollywood Bowl is going off. Mm. Uh, we got a, a New Hope in concert tonight. Um, Empire Strikes Back tomorrow. Sweet. I'm sure those are sold out by now, right? I would assume, I would assume so. so. It's so fun, though. If you can get tickets, it's so fun. It's you the just, L.A. Philharmonic playing yeah. along with the movie. It's a blast. Just go sit in the parking lot. You know, make more traffic for everybody. <laughs> That's a great idea. Great idea, yeah. Stop in the middle of the road. <laughs> what other plans can you screw up this weekend? <laughs> Tomorrow night, I'm actually, I'm bringing the Benz and the kids, mm-hmm. the dogs, okay. to eat see here at the Autry for Inglorious Bastards. Nice. Which is, come on. Great right. movie, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, I don't know, you want to meet my dogs because I know you don't want to meet me. So just come on down. Okay. That's going to be really fun. Cathartic these days to watch Nazis burn. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you talk about a, you know, a killing Nazi squad. Uh huh. And uh, you've we got need one. Yeah, I mean, come on, Brad Pitt's accent in that is like, do you speak Italian? He's great. He's good. Good. Um, And then also Saturday night, which uh, I know you were excited about, Allie. Is this? It's movies all night, but it's a special, um, you know, row of movies, including The Craft, Mm -hmm. Practical Magic, Mm -hmm. Witches of Eastwick. It's the eighth annual slumber party at Hollywood Forever. It is a blast. So you get there, you watch the craft. Then I think at midnight, it's Practical Magic, 2 a.m., which is a (gasps) V-Swing. Yes, please. (laughs) Who's with me? Seriously. (laughs) Amazing uh, lineup of movies. So get out there and do something fun and hang out. All right. Thanks so much, Kat. Some birthdays for you. Angie Harmon, Justin Thoreau, Michael Biv-Bivens, and... And that's what's happening. Thank you, Ali. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with Stryker's commercial free-for-all during your drive home today on the world-famous K-Rock. Have a great weekend, and we will see you Monday morning. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Bonk, bonk. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. I've never heard that song before, and once I heard it, I did not care for it. But that song means it's time to go home. Now, it's my favorite song. To be continued? To be continued. Mr. Biden, come on down here! Help me, Jesus! Help me, Jewish God! Help me, Allah! Ah! Help me, Tom Cruise! This is going downhill fast. It I is. think it'd be a great time to go to commercial break. <laughs> Bong, bong. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.